Blog Talk Radio.
fingers in their ears singing da 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 I don't want to hear the sound of the coming king. But he said, he said, well, I have held my peace for a long, 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 long time. And in my silence, you thought that I was all together like you. And in your heart.
for the nations, always interceding on behalf of the nations, that all men in every continent, every language, every tribe, every tongue could come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. The Word of God declares that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, which is the reason we're here um, night after night after night. It's not about us. It's about Him. It's about His harvest. It's about His fruit. The Bible says it. Um, he's not willing that any should perish, that all should come to repentance. And the same Jesus who, walking with his disciples, said, lift up your eyes and look. Behold, the harvest is ripe. It's the same Jesus that Scripture declares. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God said, I change not. Um, heaven and earth will pass away, but he will reign the same. And he's focused and... His heart is toward the nations of the world, calling all men to himself. But many people um, have, as the song said, become complacent in their hearts, um, thinking that it won't happen, thinking that that moment when the Lord Jesus Christ returns is um, somehow far off. And yet Jesus plainly said, um, no man knows the day or the hour except my Father in heaven. And he said, but he did say, behold, I come quickly. Um, this is um, a s section of scripture from the book of Revelation um, when it's talking about the new heaven and earth. And it says in um, Revelation twenty one twenty two. it says, But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need for the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. And the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. But there shall be no means enter there shall by no means enter anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of its street, and on either side of the river, was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations, and there shall be no more curse. But the throne of God, and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp, nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Then he said to me, These words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Now I, John, saw and heard these things, and when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Then he said to me, See that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant, 
and of your brethren the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. Then he said to me, Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, says the Lord, to give everyone according to his word. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. But outsider dogs and sorcerers and sexual immoral, immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and the morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take of the water of life freely. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of this prophecy of this book. And then again in verse 20, he who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming quickly. Quickly. The Lord is coming. Um, we want to welcome all of our guests here tonight, um, all those who are listening um, live, those who are in the chat room, those who may later on be listening to one of our archives. Um, I'm your co-host, Sean Holmberg, along with um, the very anointed Paul Pensor. We may be joined by Chris Herzog later tonight. Um but to start the broadcast, I, as always, wanted to, for all of you who are listening out there, to let you know that the Lord Jesus is coming quickly. And to be watchful, be ready. Preach the gospel in season and out. Because the time is coming quickly. Um, so I guess we could um, start with a word of prayer. Father God, tonight we lift up the nations of the earth to you, Lord, from one corner of the earth to the other, Lord, to every island, Father, every massive land, Lord, every hill, every mountain, every valley, Father, from every river to every stream, Lord, wherever there are people who still hold your breath, Lord. Father, that your word would go out into the nations tonight, Father, that your spirit would go out and touch the lives and the hearts of the people of this earth, Lord. Father, that you would draw men from every tribe, every tongue to yourself, Lord, as your word declares that you're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And as you said, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, Father, tonight we stand in the gap interceding on behalf of the nations, Father, that your fire would fill the nations, Lord, that you would raise up prophets and evangelists, Father, raise up teachers and pastors, Father, raise up missionaries, Father. Raise up intercessors. Fill your children, Father. Fill your bride with boldness, Lord. Unify your bride, Father. And place her eyes upon you tonight, Father. Place our eyes upon you, Jesus. 
Father, you deserve all the praise. You deserve all the glory. Jesus, you deserve all the honor. Holy Spirit, tonight we ask that you would move over the face of the waters, Lord. Father, just as you did in the beginning when the earth was without form and your word declares that darkness was on the face of the earth, Lord. Father, just as it was when Jesus was in the tomb and darkness thought it could overcome, yet your Holy Spirit moved and brought life. Father, and we ask once again, Holy Spirit, through the name of Jesus, that you would bring life to every person listening tonight, Lord. Father, that you would fill them with the truth of the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. That in the name of Jesus Christ tonight, every bondage would be broken, Father. Every chain would be loosed in the name of Jesus. Every disease would be healed in the name of Jesus. Father, every sickness, Lord, every infirmity to be gone in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus over the lives of everybody listening to the broadcast tonight, Father. Lord, that you would cause a new thing, Father, to happen in their lives, Father. Lord, that you would declare to them the mysteries of the gospel of Jesus Christ tonight, Father. Declare to them the mysteries of the kingdom, Father. Declare to them the truth of your words, Father. Father, we know your words is truth, Lord. Father, tonight for those who are thirsty, Lord, Father, that you would fill them with the fountain of living water, that they wouldn't thirst again. Jesus, draw them into the fountain, Lord. Draw them tonight into your presence, Lord. Reveal yourself to your people tonight, God. Father, we ask that you would confirm your word tonight, Lord, according to your scriptures with signs and wonders, Lord. That you would reach out, Father, and touch the people who are listening at the point of whatever need they have, Father. For, God, we know that you are more than enough, Lord. You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. You are Jehovah Rophe, our, our healer, Father. Our call-in number, 619-638-8458. If you need um, prayer tonight, give us a call. You know, um, Paul, the funny thing about that scripture about... Um, that I was reading in Revelation. Let me flip back over there because I lost it. Um, Hang on to the wheel. (laughs) It says in, um, where's that? Um, Because I just read it. Now I need to figure out where it wishes that. Um, In verse Oh, chapter 22 of Revelation, verse 17. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts come. And whoever desires, let him take of the water of life freely. The same water that Jesus promised the Samaritan woman at the well, which is in, um, I believe it's John chapter 4. He said, whoever drinks of human water will thirst again, but whoever drinks the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. 
And also in the same chapter, it says, um, where is it at? And um, I believe it was chapter, in the same chapter 22, it's talking about um, the river of water on, on each side was the tree of life. I believe that's in the Torah. I was just reading that. Um, but you know what's ironic about that? Um, the tree of life. Um, in the beginning, in the Garden of Eden, all most of you who have um, grown up in church have read the Garden of Eden story um, where man first decided, chose, because sin is always a choice. Um, your relationship with God is always a choice. Um, when every man has um, a choice to make, whether it's going to be for the desires of this world or for the things of God, um, which is why the scripture says we should set our minds on things in heaven and not on things of the earth, um, fulfill, and that we should walk in the spirit and not walk in the flesh. Um, but Adam and Eve made a choice. Um and they chose to be disobedient to God when he said, of every tree that there is, you can um, you can eat of every tree that's in there, except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And, you know, sometimes people get caught up with the tree, I mean, the, the tree of knowledge. Um, some people get caught up with the tree of knowledge, and they make the whole story about the tree of knowledge. Um, that they sinned and they took the fruit and they were disobedient. But what I wanted to point out tonight was that wasn't the only choice they made. Because they made, a, a, I think, the, the bigger deception, as if I can use that word as far as them being deceived, was um, the choice of which tree they wanted to eat from. Um, because in their midst, they had the tree of life. And, you know, the scripture said afterwards that they had to remove, that God had to remove them from the Garden of Eden because the tree of life, if they would eat it, they would live forever. The same tree that's, um, that talks about in Revelation. And so Adam and Eve actually had the ability to eat of the tree of life, um, to choose life. They had, um, that choice, they had that ability. It was right there at their disposal. It was in their grasp. Um, they could move one way, and they could eat of the tree of life, or they could go and be be obedient, which is exactly what God said. You know, you can have any tree, including the tree of life. Um, and, you know, all throughout the scriptures, all throughout the Old Testament, God um, in his hands is saying, choose life. Choose life. If you're obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. I will cause a blessing to come down upon you. Or... Be disobedient and choose death. And Adam and Eve, they could have chosen life at that moment. Could have eaten of the the tree of the tree of life, but they chose the tree of the knowledge, tree of knowledge, because somehow they thought the knowledge was more important than life. And you know, they thought that their earthly wisdom and the ability to have earthly wisdom and earthly understanding was more important than the tree of life. And in their disobedience, they not only um, were disobedient to the Father, but they also gave up the opportunity to eat of the tree of life. Um, 
And um, so, you know, the Lord Jesus gave us the ability um, when he died for our sins to restore our ability to have that life in us, um, to be rejoined into the family of God, to be re- to have a restored relationship with the Father, um, which is why all the praise, honor, and glory is due Jesus. Um, because he did what none of us could ever do. Um, yeah, um, one of our guests was talking about, um, was asking about the two trees. So let me, um, you know, let me turn there real fast. Um, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but this is, um, if this is okay, Paul. Um, Okay, this is um, Genesis chapter 2. It says, Thus the heavens and the earth, and all the hosts of them were finished. And on the seventh day God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. And he blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all the work which God had created and made. And I'm going to take a quick, like, side note here, and I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, this is, um, for those of you in the chat room, this is Genesis chapter 2. Um, I'm at verse 3, and I'm just going to take a stop note here. And we, we talk about obedience a lot on this show and being obedient to God. The Bible says on the seventh day that God rested from all the work he had done, and he sanctified the day because in it he rested from all the work that God had created and made. And let me just throw this out here. What right do we, when God has declared something to be holy and sanctified, to proclaim that it's not? When God himself, after creating the world, decided that even he needed a rest, and then declared that day holy, and called it the Sabbath, we, um, I think a lot of times we need to honor the Lord with the Sabbath, just like other things that we need to honor the Lord with the tithe. I mean, Jesus said, um, give unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and unto God the things that are God. There's not many things that um, that God has laid out and said, this is mine, but one of those things is the Sabbath, because he said um, that man should work for six days and on the seventh rest. Anyway, that's another lesson. Uh, verse 4 of chapter 2, it says, this is the history of the heavens of the earth. When they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown, for God, the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being there's um two really amazing points to to um bring at this one scripture and I know I'm not near my point um hold on one second um I'm actually typing into Google right now
seeing. Let me see if I can figure out where this is at. Anyway, um, I'll try to find the um, scripture to back this up. But, um, oh, I guess I found it um, somewhere in here. So um, it says that God um, formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being because of that. Um, not just because he was formed. Man does not become living just because he's formed. Man only becomes living when he has the breath of God inside of him. You know, it says um, later on, and I believe it's in Job, it says that the Lord God could withdraw his breath from the world and it would cease to exist. Um, which is an important thing to understand. Um, Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, by physical substance, as it were, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Our life is because of the breath and the words of God. Um, another interesting point in this to bring up is that up until the time of Noah, it never rained. There was never rain on the earth. Um, water, it says um, in verse 5, it um, that the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. Um, that's just like a side note there. Anyway, back to the um, trees. Um, verse 8 of chapter 2, it says, The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. When you trust the Lord, God will always put you in a place of provision, like the um, shepherd's prayer of David. It says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside the still waters. Um, verse 9, it says, and out of the ground the Lord made every, made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it parted, and it became four river heads. Um, and it goes down, and he makes um, Eve. And um, when it goes into chapter 3, it talks about the temptation of man. And the ser it says, A serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? You need to know what you believe. You need to know why you believe it. You need to know and be able to discern the voice of the Father and the voice of the enemy. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. It says in verse 2, And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor Shall you touch it, lest you die? And the serpent said to the woman, You will surely not die. For God knows that in the day that you eat it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to her eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise. 
she took up its fruit and ate. And she gave it to her husband and he ate. And what's interesting there is it says um, it was it was desirable to make one wise. Um, once again, choosing human knowledge or what we think is human knowledge um, over life. Um, it says in Isaiah, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. For my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Um, and then again, in the New Testament, it says that he has not chosen many wise. Um, and I wish I knew exactly where that scripture was, Paul, in the New Testament. But um, the only knowledge that matters. And um, seriously, this is probably the most important thing I could say tonight. The only knowledge that matters is of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. That's it. All other knowledge will pass away. You can spend your life studying books and studying whatever it is that you study. But there's no life in it. Even Jesus told some of the Pharisees, he said, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have life. Just because you read, you think you gain wisdom, you gain knowledge, you think that's something. But the scriptures are those things that point to me. He said, you're, you, you search these because you think you have life, but you're not willing to come to me. The scripture should point us to the Lord Jesus Christ and move us into a relationship with him. It's not just about words. It's about the Lord Jesus all the knowledge in the world means nothing without the love of the Father, without the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, without the knowledge of the blood of Christ and the sacrifice that he made. All knowledge besides that is um, empty because it doesn't have meaning in the long run. It's not eternal. Um, you know, while we're here on the earth, people get degrees and doctorates and... Um, they're called to this field or that field. And for a temporal purpose, it's it's fine, it's good, um, it has its place. But eternally speaking, the only knowledge that matters, once again, is that of the Lord Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. Um, and so... What I was saying is that Adam and Eve, um, they chose knowledge and human knowledge and human wisdom, and they chose to serve their flesh. And what they gave up was what they already had, the ability to have, which was eternal life, um, because they made that choice. Um, Elijah stood on the mountain in front of... Um, the prophets of Baal and said, choose to stay, you will serve. If you want to serve false gods, serve false gods. But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Um, you need to know whom you serve. You need to know what you believe, why you believe it. Um, there's a um, scripture in the New Testament, and I should have actually probably gone through and written all these down, but I didn't know I was going to talk about any of them, so God forgive me for not knowing exactly where they are. Um, but there was two, there was a couple um, men that were trying to um, cast out demons, and they said, 
in the name of this Jesus, whom Peter and Paul talk about, or Peter and whoever talk about, and they started proclaiming the name of Jesus based on the knowledge of someone else, because they didn't have the knowledge on their own. They didn't have the life inside of them, so they had to use um, what they had heard from someone else. And you need to know the Lord on your own. You need to know why you trust Him. You need to know what you believe. Know the place that you have in Him. Know your identity in Christ. For what, so when the enemy comes in and declares lies unto you, because the Bible says the enemy walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And the only way he'll devour you is for lack of knowledge, for lack of of a foundation of understanding and knowing whom it is you believe, knowing what the scriptures say, knowing what the word of God says about who you are and the authority and the place you have in Christ. If you didn't know that um, of the um, love of God and the unending, unmeasurable love and grace and favor of the Lord, when the enemy comes in and says that you're worthless and you're not loved, you won't know what to believe. You won't know what the truth of the gospel is. And then enemies will always come and attack you at the areas where you're the most vulnerable, where you don't always know the truth of the situation. You don't really know what the scripture says. You don't really know what God says about you. But the Bible says... In 1 John it says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God. Today, choose life. If you don't know the Lord, choose life today. You can choose the world or you can choose Him, but you can't choose both. You can be in the world, but not of the world. And we are not of the world, brethren, those of us who have trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ, walking not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. As it says in Romans chapter 8, it says, um, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your immortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. It says later in verse 14, For as many are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. 
It says in verse 18, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So how's it going, Paul? It's going good. Going good. Okay, well, um, I just spent the last 45 minutes talking. What do you got going on? <laughs> um, I'm listening to you, and I'm just looking. Um, I'm in the Bible Gateway, looking at all the... Gateway chapters here are all the verses that pertain to fruit um, you know Matthew 7:20 yes just as you can identify a tree by its fruit so you can identify people by their actions um, that. Christopher was with a gentleman today um you know, and one of the main focal points that I always want to express to anyone, um, I know that I have a testimony that for some people is way out there. You know, some people can't imagine doing drugs for 35 years. Not that I did drugs for 35 years and every day of my life I was strung out on drugs, you know. Um, I forget what the definition they call people. You know, I did drugs, but I still went to work, you know. Um, and, you know, in my business, you know, fraud is so high. It's at staggering levels that, you know, when you go to work and, you know, uh, you're a top producer and you work for crooks and you don't get paid, you know, and it happens over and over and over, you know, and um, your clients get shafted, you know, they're, you know, just outright, you know, defrauded. You know, there were times that, you know, I would take a sabbatical and I just, you know, I just go off doing something and, you know, uh, whether I was a heathen or not, God always gave me the ability to make money. You know, um, I never really lacked, um, you know, if I wasn't selling stock, I was selling drugs, you know what I mean? And it's what it is. And, but Christopher is dealing with a gentleman right now that attends the church and he's 31 years old. He was saved at six, I think at eight years of age, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, full with the Holy Ghost, you know. Um, I believe that uh, when he was filled with the Holy Ghost, just because you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, does not necessarily mean that you're going to speak in tongues. But I I do, when, when Christopher tells me that, I believe that uh, the gentleman, you know, has that gift. You know, what an awesome gift. I wish I had it. You know, hey, um, Wow. My wife does, but, you know, um, this gentleman and the pastor does not see eye to eye, okay? Um, 
the gentleman's pastor. His father was a pastor. Okay? And they don't know how to minister to him. You know? Um, if you don't know how to bake cakes, if you don't know how to bake pies from scratch, you know, don't go get on the HD network and try to tell people how to bake pies because I'm telling you, you know, the whole world's going to just switch. They're going to switch the channels. You know what I mean? They're not going to listen to you because anyone that knows how to bake pies knows, okay, that you don't use orange juice in the pie crust. Okay? It's kind of a crazy analogy. But my, my, my purpose in this is God has aligned it where, you know, the pastor and the member of the church don't see eye to eye. Um, and there's been a lot of distraction there. And, you know, the he feels forsaken. And, but the pastor has, you know, directed him. Somehow he put him in contact with Christopher, you know, because obviously, you know, Christopher, you know, he has a pretty awesome testimony too, you know what I mean? Um, like me, our testimonies regarding the church, the people in the pews, you know, our testimonies make hair grow on their legs. You know what I mean? Um, stand right outside their pantyhose. And, um, and um, so God has aligned it to where, hey, get off there. Um, excuse me, my kitten, you know, for some reason wants to start hanging from the blind swinging. <laughs> but you know what? I, I was just taking a little dap earlier, and she was laying on top of this little table. I got a blanket on it right outside the green room, my little prayer room here. And she laid on that blanket waiting for me to come out so we could come in here. Cause she knows that every night I'm in here and, um, she's Holy ghost field. She knows I'm talking about her. She just came and laid down by me and started purring. Um, but it's, it's good to know that even, even the animals, you know, know the voice of Jesus. You know what I mean? Amen. Um, I guarantee you, my my kitten decrees the word of God over everything we do, and um, so anyway, but you know, God has put Christopher in this man's life. God, Christopher met within the day for three hours, and Christopher was like, "Wow!" Um, he said, "This guy's filled with scripture." You know, he's not about legalism. He's not about church. You know, or, or religion. You know, uh, he's Holy Ghost filled. He knows Christopher said he knows more about the Bible than he does, and um, you know, Christopher told him, "Look, you know, I mean, we're going to meet. Here's the deal. We're real. This is how I am. You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to this or that." And Christopher said man, they they had the best three hour meeting today uh, that you can imagine in in, in we sit back and we wonder, well, well, why does it that Christopher and him rub shoulders very well? Um, they mesh. It may be a pastor now. Well, the significance behind that the scripture 
in Revelations, I think it's twelve eleven or eleven twelve, that that by the blood of the Lamb and the words of your testimony, you know, that's what sets us free. Um, let's let me pull that up while I'm while we're talking about it. Um, I should know it. Um, let's see here. Uh, Revelations. Let's see what 12, 9 through 13 says. Um, yeah. And they have defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. Okay? Revelations twelve eleven. You see, iron sharpens iron. And there are places that I've been, you know, that people in the church that have been in church their whole life, that have been blessed, you know, it's a routine, um, you know, it's a social activity, you know, and and believe me, there there's all kinds of people in church, don't get me wrong, okay, but um, I know when we talk about our testimony and we talk about things that we've done, you know, people just look at us, you know, uh, like we're panhandlers on a corner, you know. Um, and they just don't understand. But, you know, God put Christopher in his life because Christopher knows. He knows where the guy's coming from. He's been there, you know. He, he's eaten the poison, you know. He's suffered from the poison. You know, until you've eaten the poison and you suffer the poison, you know, as I explained last night, you know, we all, every family has a cross to bear. Every family that's in pastoral, that's in ministry, um, you know, every family has a cross to bear. And I, and I have really found that out more since probably October with the family that's been planted in my life, I know who they are, and and there's things going on in this family that you would not believe it, you know, um, over inheritance, okay? But, you know, God does not want us to hide behind our testimony. You know, we're, we're to come boldly to the throne of grace. Um, there are people out there that I'm going to minister to, you know, uh, um, there's no pastor out there, you know, unless he, unless he's done some of the things that I have done and has, has, has had to bear the cross that I have to bear um, and have had to bear. You know, they, they just don't see eye to eye. Um, so anyway, um, Christopher's all excited, um, pumped up, because he knows it's a divine appointment. And we know... It's not us that's going to set the young man free. It's the Holy Spirit. Um, and I guarantee you when Christopher lays hands on him and he prays for that young man, uh, the same Holy Ghost that healed me of drugs, you know, it's going to heal this young man of drugs. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, so I don't know why I got off on that. 
subject, but, um, you know, if there's anyone that comes to this platform and listens to us, um, believe me, there are a lot of young men and women on drugs, and it don't have to be methamphetamines. It don't have to be two and all, sick and all, rehab and all. You know it all, you know. Uh, it don't have to be heroin. It could be prescription drugs. You know, um, Michael Jackson wasn't doing meth. You know, everything that was uh, induced to him was prescription. And prescription drugs is a is a movement right now where these doctors, you know, are just prescribing people prescription drugs, Fiorinol, and you name it. You know, Darvon, Valium, um, all kinds of drugs, all kinds of painkillers, you know, and it's killing our nation today. So if there's anyone out there that that um, has a problem with drugs, and even though you're driving down the road and you get pulled over and you have a prescription on you uh, and you're supposed to be taking your drugs, um, you know, and it, and it's and it's killing your marriage, it's killing your family, it's killing you at work, you know. Um, all you have to do is say this huge, simple prayer: "Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent. I ask you, Lord, to come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. Amen." It's like Joel Osteen says, Joe. My wife um, had done so many drugs or such a large amount that um, she thought she was going to die. And she went in the shower to try to wash it away, and it wouldn't go away. And, and she remembered every time she would come in at all kind of times of the day. It didn't matter. It seems like she always came in and Joel Osteen was on television. And... Um, you know, that little bitty simple prayer that he said, my wife said it in the shower, and it washed her sins away. I mean, all the pain and everything, fear, just went down the drain. And my wife didn't tell me about it. You know, we were still walking out there in sin, you know, doing, you know, believe me, I, you know, major sin. And my wife stumbled and stumbled and stumbled. She'd get back up. You know, I'd bring drugs home. she stumbled, stumble, stumble. stumble. And it got to where, you know, when we were in motel rooms, she used to pick up the Bible. <laughs> you know, but my wife is so awesome. Even, you know, uh, when she was a heathen, you know, my wife, she just wasn't a heathen, even though her actions were, um, you know. And, and then finally, you know, the Bible says that once God gets his hand on one soul in the family, he's going to get the whole house home. And, uh, you know, now both of us serve the Lord uh, in, in, in major ways. You know, I, uh, you know, I, I've i got about right now, and it's wintertime because there's nothing to do, you know, with, with the church properties out here. You know, I've got two Lutheran, a Methodist, and an Assembly of God church. that I do all the edging and blowing, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I attend to the Assembly of God church, Heartland. And 
you know, right now I'm at 25 hours a week in ministry, <laughs> you know, just volunteering my time, serving the Lord, you know. That devil grumbles in me about it sometimes, you know what I mean, because he don't want me doing it, you know. I got to fight it every day, but, I, you know, I love doing what I do from 9.30 at night till about midnight 30. So I encourage anyone that listens, you know, we're not a bunch of theologians just cramming scripture and church down your throat. We're real guys, you know, that have, uh, you know, have had been forced to pick up the Bible when we was incarcerated. Amen. So it's the blood of Jesus. It's the victory at the cross. that's going to set all of us free, regardless of what it is. And there's a lot of sins, you know, whether, whether you're an old lady that just came in here and you're sitting there bashing your neighbor, okay, because he may be an alcoholic in your eyes, and you sit there and you bash everyone in your neighborhood all day long, well, I'm assure you, because we're made in the image of God, you're murdering his child every day. So do some soul searching. Uh, we're to lift one another up. In the tongue is life and death. Hallelujah. So uh, do we have any anybody that needs prayer? Uh, I'm sure we do. I see that um, we um, have some people coming in. God bless everybody. Um, yeah, we welcome about. everybody to listen. We pray that, you know, whatever we say ministers to you. Amen. You know, the funny thing, Paul, about um, gossiping is gossiping, uh, if you think about it, is goes back to the same choice of Adam and Eve, the choice between having knowledge or having life. Because the Bible says, out of our same mouth we speak blessings and cursings, and we shouldn't. Um, and the opposite of gossiping is intercession. You can either talk, you can either talk about someone or intercede for them. And instead of talking to other people about someone, we need to be talking to God about the person. Whenever you see a person who has um, who's struggling or has an issue, the first person you should be talking to isn't someone else. It should be the Lord. And in return, becoming a blessing into their life by interceding with them um, to the Lord on their behalf. And, you know, it goes back to those same choices we make about if we're going to serve our flesh or if we're going to serve the Lord. And it's with pretty much every action every action we have. Um, but like Paul is saying, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, um, please feel free to give us a call if you're in our chat room, which is um, blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayer international. You can just post your prayer inside of the chat room, um, and then we'll pray for you. Um, intercede and... Um, there's no telling what else the Holy Spirit will do tonight. Um, you know, I was say For some reason, um, I keep looking at shining light. We got a shining light I've never seen on the platform. And shining light if you're there. If you need prayer, um, we'd like to pray for you. Um, our guest, 419, we'd like to pray for you. We see your um, little one ton, which is Ron. God bless you, Ron. We love you. And, of course, we got Ophelia. I told Ophelia happy Valentine's Day earlier because it's already Valentine's Day in um, Singapore. 
And regardless whether you're married or not, you know, you're still God's Valentine. And we love you. So, um, you know, if y'all want to hear some worship. Go ahead, Sean. Um, actually, I think Shining Light was going to say you may need prayer. Um, he, she, sorry. Um, so I'll just wait a second, um, see what they say. But um, I'm let them have, write, put their um, prayer request in the chat room if they need it. Um, but I was going to say that going back to the um, thing you were talking about, about um, where it says in Revelation, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, not loving their lives unto death. The point of, sometimes the point of your greatest strength and your relationship with the Lord is the point of victory that the Lord has brought you through. Um, with the children of Israel, for example, um, their greatest strength was the memory of the victories that they had had on the Lord. And it's they would constantly be facing obstacles, and they faced armies, and always, according to the flesh, um, or as the flesh would um, see it, they'd always be facing certain deaths. But if they would have remembered um, the place they had come, remembered the deliverance they had out of Egypt, remembered the manna in the wilderness and the water from the rock, and all the times that the Lord God had interceded into their life, all the times the Lord God had brought deliverance, the next time the enemy came in declaring um, death or declaring destruction, they would have been able to proclaim the goodness and the faithfulness of God. And in our own lives, um, it, it's 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 really true. Um, God put, God puts you in places, and God delivers you through things, and so that in the future you have a praise, you have um, a rock to stand on of the faithfulness and um, the um, personal relationship you have with God and what God's done in your life. You know, if I was um, if I was addicted to drugs or I was um, having an adulterous relationship or who knows what it was or what it, what it, what it is that people struggle with and I needed to talk to someone, um, I wouldn't want to go to someone who had never touched a drug in their life. I would want to talk to someone who had been in that situation and had found a solution and, and had overcome it and had seen the Lord Jesus work in them. Um, you don't always want to talk to someone who's never experienced the things you've experienced because they wouldn't really have any clue what it is you talk, what you're talking about. Um, and so, like with Chris and like with Paul and like with all of you listening, um, if you look back on your life and you look at the things the Lord's done in your life, you look at the um, the valleys that you've been through, you look at the the battles that you fought and the ones that the Lord's delivered you from the places where you have the biggest victories um, that you can only proclaim is because of the glory of the Lord. Those are the areas of strength that you actually have through the blood of Jesus, that through those victories you can minister to people who are still struggling, people who that you come in con contact with later on who need the victory that comes through the blood of Jesus. And you have a credibility and your walk because you have been delivered because you have actually experienced something because you've um, been down and gone up and things like that um, 
And so never be ashamed of the testimony that the Lord that that you have with the Lord. Um because when the, and a lot of times, you know, either the enemy's gonna come in and proclaim that something's not true or proclaim whatever that he lies about and you can always go back to the to the things that the Lord's done for your life and to proclaim the faithfulness of God. Or you're going to come across someone who really needs the truth of the gospel and you'll be the one that the Lord puts in that situation at that specific time for the specific reason of showing them the way of deliverance. Um, you know, in Isaiah 61 where it says, where Jesus, um, where it talks about Jesus and it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has proclaimed me to... Here, let me actually turn there real fast so I don't mess up the scripture. Um, well, we're still waiting to see if anybody needs prayer right now. Um, but this is Isaiah 61. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. You know, all of us in some way or the other um, have been brokenhearted. We've all um, been captives. We've all been in prison of some kind or the other. And um, your relationship with the Lord, seeing the things the Lord has done, is what will um, inevitably be the strength that you have in your testimony and your witness of what the Lord can do. Um, and the things that men would think are impossible, that um, with God, anything is possible. Um so um, anyway, I'm gonna we're gonna go to some worship for just a few minutes while we um, take some prayer requests and um, our call-in number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. Give us a call if you need prayer, and we'll be right back.
You have been set free. 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 You have been set
one second party. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings. As eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk not faint, and they shall.
Well, welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, um, give us a call. Um, So during the break, we got a couple different prayer requests. Um, um, So, Paul, you still there? Yes, sir. Okay, so we need to pray for uh, Shining Light, who's having some issues. and then also uh, for uh, – we had a caller call in, um, has an aunt named Edie who um, is going through chemo and radiation, um, possibly um, from lung cancer. And so we need to pray for that too. Um, so uh, let's see. I don't know which order we should go in. So I guess we can just start praying and see what the Lord does. Um Or do you want to take one and have me take the other? Well, you're in Dallas, Texas, and I'm in the heartland of the United States and Kansas. Um, right. When I heard the news, about our guest, which I know who she is, it tore my heart. Um uh, you know, the Lord put on my heart to pray Isaiah 40 over her. And if you look at it on the, the New Living Translation, I went to Isaiah 40, and it says, God's, it says, excuse me, comfort for God's people. I thought, wow. And then I go down to the end, and it says, the Lord has no equal before verse 12. It's the way the um, uh, Bible Gateway does it. But God knew 
many years ago when he created the Eagle because after the Eagle is 40 years old, they have to beat their beak off. And then it takes like five months after they beat their beak off for it to restore. And then after their beak gets restored, then they pluck all their feathers up in the nest. And then once their feathers grow back, they have 30 more years. Okay? And if you look at Isaiah, it's 40, and then 30 gives you one more life. 40, 30, and then 1 says, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And, you know, I know my wife, she worked at Tandy Corporation for 10 years. And when um, it was devastating to my wife that Tandy let her go. So my wife started working at the front door of a men's club. And, you know, they just, they inched her in. And uh, my wife had never done drugs. Um, you know, only drank beer. And um, uh, she started dealing on the blackjack table. And that's how I met her. And she was with a man for 16 years. And, you know, he was fooling around with another dancer. And it was devastating to my wife. Um, I met my wife, and when I met her on the blackjack table, I never played blackjack in my life. Um, I told her I wanted her to, I told her that she needed to get her stockbroker's license. I was a stockbroker. And pulled her out of the scene. It was all God's plan. She got her stockbroker's license. And... I have a feeling that the young lady that we need to pray for shining light was around 40 years of age. And God's going to give her another 31 years minimum of new life. Um, due to the circumstances that he's in, that she's in, um, unless you've ever been somebody... You know, the sad part about it is that man will fail you, whether it's me, Sean, Chris, man, the flesh is going to fail you. You've got to turn your eyes and fix them upon God. And though Sean is in Dallas, I'm in Kansas, you know, um, the Lord steered me to go to Isaiah 40 and 31. And the next thing you know, I, I headed on Bible Gateway, and I was... Um, just highlighted the scripture, 4031, and Sean started playing that song. <laughs> you know, if, if you if you go back and you, if you can look at when you first played that song, within five seconds, boom, I had that scripture out there because I, this is this is what I wanted to pray over. You know what I mean? I, I think it's so awesome how how God has it all in His hand. Um, Amen. You know, so one thing real fast. Yeah. Um, that thing you were saying about the eagles, um, about how um, when they get tired and weary, how they um, 
they have to grow new feathers and they have to break the crust off their beaks and um, so their beaks can be strong again. Well, after, um, I don't know if you knew this or not, but after their feathers grow back, they still don't fly yet. What happens is right after their feathers grow back, um, and if you go and look at documentaries, you'll find out that immediately after their feathers grow back, before they'll even attempt to fly, what happens is underneath their wings, little pockets of oil will come up. And they'll take in these oil pockets, they'll take their new beaks and they'll burst these oil pockets and they'll they'll spread this oil all over their wings. Which, if you think about it, um, as far as our walks of the Lord, um, oil being a representation of the Holy Spirit, um, there's always the anointing from the Lord um, and the presence of God that we fly with. Um, and you know, um, we never, we never do anything on our own. Everything, um, our strength doesn't just come from us. It comes from the Lord. And if you wait on the Lord, um, he'll anoint you. He'll actually fill you with his spirit, um, to give you, um, that extra strength and boost to help with, um, the, the flight and the, um, everything else. So go ahead. Sorry, I just had to point that out. Well, if you look at um, Proverbs 3 verses 4, 5, 4 through 6, it says, actually it's 5 and 6, then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation, which actually we needed to say for too. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Now, that's out of the New Living Translation. I, you know, unless you read the New Living Translation every day, you know, uh, when, you, when we get filled with Scripture and we know it by word and we go read it out of a different translation, uh, it kind of trips me up sometimes. But to say this, anyone that has the struggles that our guest has, Shining Light, um, there's a song that you need to sing to yourself to pick your spirit up. And all the women know it. Um, um, if you, especially, if, um, if you have kids, but, uh, let's see here. Um, you are my sunshine. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Are you familiar with right. Sean? Yes, I am. Um, yeah, you know, all the, um, um, I don't know if there's a woman out there that don't know it, but you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when my skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. <laughs> so I want to say this to our guest. You know, I, I'm not a person that cries. Um, 
since I've been serving the Lord, the Lord has made me the biggest punk in the world. Um, we cried yesterday about Whitney Houston and hearing this devastation in this young lady's life brought tears to my eyes. Um, I know how she feels. You know, you have your heart set on somebody and it'll let you down. So I will say this to you. Give it to the Lord. If you've done everything you can in your situation and you have exalted yourself and you have served this person beyond the benefit of a doubt, according to God's will, then move on. You know, uh, people, my wife, uh, maybe I shouldn't say that, my wife says until death do us part, regardless, you know. I left, you know, I, I went on my sabbatical, and my wife stayed at home praying until I came back, and I came back, okay. Um, but, uh, you know, according to God's word, until death do us part, you made a vow. Um, but um, I'm not. I, I don't really think I'm the right. I can pray for you, but I'm not really the right one to to do counseling on that. Um, you know what I mean? Now my wife was, and maybe we can get my wife to do some counseling. But um, uh, I want to pray for her because I know she's hurting. Sean, you can go ahead and pray for her. I can, I'll see if I can't wake up my wife and let my wife have a little prayer for her. Okay. All right, well, while you're doing that, if we're going to have Olivia pray for her, then I'm going to go ahead and pray for um, Eddie real fast. Um, okay. Fast Eddie? No, it's her name's Eddie Murphy, and she's um, one of our um, caller's aunts who is going through chemo. Um, okay. So we'll pray for her real fast, and then... Um, All right. So... Okay, everybody, the scripture says, um, Jesus said, um, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And it says in First John, whatever, if we know that he hears us, we know we have the petitions we ask of him. Jesus said, whatever things you pray, believing that you have them, you will receive them. The scripture says in Isaiah, it says, by his stripes we are healed. So, Father God. For our caller who called in, Lord, for her aunt, Edie, Father. Lord, I'm not sure um, on this huge map I'm looking at exactly where she's at, Lord, but it doesn't really matter because you know where she's at, Father. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father, according to your word, Lord, Father, we ask for complete and total healing on Edie right now, Father. Holy Spirit, touch her. In the name of Jesus. We command the spirit of cancer to go in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We command every bit of the cancer to leave right now. We rebuke you and command you to leave in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we ask, completely clear up her lungs in the name of Jesus, Father. Heal every, every organ, every cell to line up, every cell to line up in the name of Jesus complete and total healing according to the word of God that says by his stripes Edie you are healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus father remove all pain father remove all pain in your name Lord 
Bring her peace, Father. Your word declares in the presence of the Lord. There is fullness of joy, Lord. Bring her joy and peace, Father, the peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord. Father, heal every muscle, Father, every bone, Lord. Give her strength in her bones in the name of Jesus. Remove any arthritis in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father. Holy Spirit, touch her where she's at right now, Father. Lord, for the caller who called in, Father, we also ask, Father, according to your word, Lord, according to the riches, Father, of your grace and your mercy, Lord. Father, for the financial bills that they've had, Lord. Father, that you would pour out a blessing, Father, of provision. You are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider, Father. So, Father, we call in the blessing financially, Father, from the north, the south, the east, and the west, Father. We declare those medical bills paid in the name of Jesus Christ, Father. Lord, we place them in your hands, trusting you, Father, for complete and total coverage of them in the name of Jesus, Father. Thank you, Lord. Um, do we have Olivia on? Um, no, my, she is sound asleep. I'm, I'm getting her up extra early tomorrow. I'm going to take her to Nebraska for Valentine's Day. Um, you know, now that she's Holy Ghost filled, you know, and serving God, I can't get her in fishnet pantyhose no more. So I'm having to buy her some, um, um, she wears these tea. And uh, they're called bib overalls, right? I don't know if it's I don't know if it's something in the water that, where we're living. <laughs> you know all those all those uh, crazy things we used to do we don't do no more. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know, so I want to take her to Nebraska tomorrow and um, buy her some you know clothes. Um. You know, bib overalls, maybe some boots, and but you know what? Um, I've got a very, very dear friend of mine. Y'all may know him. His name is Chris Herzog, and he laid his hand on my heart one day on July the sixteenth of two thousand eight. Um, we was in Fort Worth, and we was in the projects. And I wanted him to pray for this African lady, this little black lady. And he wouldn't do it. He just looked at me with that old shiny smile of his and told me, bro, he said, you got the same Holy Ghost I got. Beat it. You know? And he turned around and walked off with his arm around his wife, and they laughed. And... I went up there and I told that little lady, I said, hey, my friend's busy, but he told me I got the same Holy Ghost he got. You know, I was like a little kid. I didn't know. You know what I mean? I told him exactly what, I told her exactly what he told me. And I know that I got the same Holy Ghost that my wife has. His name is Jehovah Jireh. He is El Shaddai. And so we're going to pray for Shining Light, that God will direct her steps that whatever decision she makes, that God will bless it, okay? Um, it's her life. It's her decision. And um, um, so is that all right if we pray for her? Yeah, go for it. You think I got the same Holy Ghost as Christopher? I, I know you have the same Holy Ghost. Amen. Okay. 
Well, Heavenly Father, as we pray out for our darling friend, our sister in Christ, Heavenly Father, I pray that when she hears my voice, that she will lay her hand on her heart. The same Holy Ghost that through impartation that when Christopher Herzog, man of God, laid his hand on my heart and told me that I had the same Holy Ghost that he had, a man who has a five-fold ministry, an apostle for the Lord, a pastor, a teacher, an evangelist, apostle, pastor, teacher, evangelist, and uh, what's the last one? Prophet. Uh, a man that everywhere he goes, signs and wonders and miracles follow him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your daughter. Lord God, I pray that you give her eyes to see, that you give her ears to hear, and that you give her a mouth to pray. To pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that they may prosper who love you. And give him no rest till he establishes it. Until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. The Bible says that a confidence of a compassionate prayer intercessor. If you look at John, First John five fourteen and 15, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, that whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions. We know that we have the request that we have asked of him. Psalm 61 says, hear my, hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry out to you. When my heart, as you lay your hands on your heart, my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to your rock that is higher than I. For you have been my shelter, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in your shelter of wings. For you, O oh God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. You prolong, you will prolong the king's life, his years, as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. Oh, prepare me with mercy and truth, which may preserve him. So I will sing praise to your name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. Psalm 61, hear my cry, O oh God, attend to my prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your daughter. Your word says about salvation in Hebrews that you provide us angels, that we inherit the angels, your angels. Lord God, I pray a Psalms 91 prayer over your daughter, that you will hold her up in your wings upon a meagle, Heavenly Father. We pray and we wrap her with a Psalms 91 prayer of divine protection that whatever the enemy uses as he comes in to kill, steal, and destroy, that by the bloodshed of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, Heavenly Father.
Lord God, we just pray that as she lays her hand on her heart, that she feels your love, Heavenly Father, that you will be the driver of her heart, Heavenly Father, through this storm, Lord God. We pray for her children. We pray for the family, Heavenly Father. We pray for all the members that are involved in this devastating acts of the enemy. Lord God, we just bind and we curse the spirit that the enemy has pulled into this family's life, Heavenly Father. We bind it and we curse it. We cast it out in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we just pray and we thank you that you'll give her a new emotional makeup, Heavenly Father. That you will raise up her, Heavenly Father, to prophesy to the nations. That you will use everything that the devil has done here, Heavenly Father. And you will use it in her life, Heavenly Father, as a testimony to set women free, Heavenly Father, from bondage. Lord God, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, uh, we have about eight minutes left, so I figure it's probably a good time to get some more worship music on. Uh, our call-in number, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer, um, give us a call. You can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Um, and we'll be back uh, tomorrow night at um, 10 o'clock. So everybody have an amazing and a blessed night.